Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right, today on the podcast is a conversation that I've been wanting to have for quite some time, and I think it's going to be incredibly illuminating and just eye-opening and really helpful for a lot of you. So I'm very happy to have Louise here with me, and I'm going to have her introduce herself, but we are going to talk about being a highly sensitive person and what that means and what it looks like and the challenges and how to navigate it in in different ways to make your life a bit easier. So Louise, welcome to Healthy Push Podcast. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yay. I'm so happy to have you. So let's just start. Tell us a little bit about you. Like who are you? What what do you do? Um, I think this is the hardest question. You can ask me anything, but this is always the hardest. (laughs) Talk about me. No, thank you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, but um, as of right now, I'm on maternity leave. My son is like, think one year and three months. Yeah. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Yeah. How old is he? Um, Where am I? Who am yeah, I? <laughs> exactly. I don't know my age. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm on maternity leave and I'm home with him. Really liking it, but still super challenging, especially as a HSP, highly sensitive person. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm a highly sensitive coach um, and I'm a graphic designer and PR consultant and social media manager. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like a lot of different things. But I do that for full time, like um, PR consultant and graphic designer. And that's where I'm on maternity leave from. And then I do coaching on the side. (laughs) Very cool. I mean, when I came across your Instagram, I was like, dang, I need to have her on and we need to have this conversation because so much of what you share is like, yes, this is stuff that I didn't know about myself for so long. And it made things so tricky. Yeah. So let's just start with your your journey to figuring out that you're a highly sensitive person. Like, what did that look like? Yeah, it's like a really long journey because I think I realized I was highly sensitive back in 2013 um, when I got like I I don't know how you say it burned out. Yeah, is that yep. how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. But obviously, I've been highly sensitive my whole life because it's a, a personality trait and you're born with it. So, But I didn't know that. So it's been like a long and slow ride uh, until burnout. And then like I just crashed. Um, so I was home, um, had a lot of time to think and realized that um, in my whole life has been that I was picking up everyone else's uh, emotions and feelings and stuff like that. And I was like, why do I do that? And I googled something um, like, why do I feel so much <laughs> in panic? And then I stumbled upon um, Elaine and Aaron, who um, is a clinical psychologist researcher, her questionnaire. So it's like, I think 27 questions. And I ticked like 25 out of 27. Yeah. Wow. Sensitive. <laughs> so yeah. I used to say that I'm pretty thankful for my burnout because 
I wouldn't be where I am today without it, but it's not that it was like a fun thing, but yeah, I'm still grateful for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, I, we were talking right before I hit play and it's something that I too didn't discover until I was in my mid twenties and it was so, it like hit me so hard because I was like, this, this is why, like, this is why I haven't had so many this before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like how haven't I known this? And similar to you, I pick up on a lot of people's thoughts and emotions and vibes and I take it on and I make them all my responsibility. Mm. But too, for me, a big part of it was I struggled with anxiety for a long time and I didn't understand sort of how being a highly sensitive person played into that and made things even trickier for me. And and I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are probably also a highly sensitive person and it definitely makes things even more tricky when you're mm-hmm. struggling with anxiety. So can you just walk us through like what the heck does it actually mean to be a highly sensitive person? Yeah. <laughs> I used to say, like I say a lot that I have, as a highly sensitive person, I have my sensory antennas a bit further out than non-highly Ooh. sensitive people. <laughs> Um, but basically, uh, according to, um, Dr. Elaine and Aaron's research, um, is that we are more, uh, we process information deeply, more deeply than non highly sensitive people. Um, so we are affected, um, our environment affects us differently than others. So noise, lights, um, fabric on clothes. Uh, like everything you experience daily in your life affects you deeply, more deeply than uh, for non-HSPs. So yeah, going to the grocery store while there's a lot of people and they are stressed and there are kids running around and people are uh, yeah, just annoyed with each other. And that's not a good place to be as a highly sensitive person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard. And I think a lot of people, especially my community, right, they're struggling with anxiety and they'll attribute everything to anxiety. Mm. Oh, it's just, I'm just anxious. I'm just an anxious person. Like, this is why this is so hard for me. But I think that this is a piece that is missing from a lot of people's journeys is understanding that they might hold this characteristic of being a highly sensitive person. Exactly. But it does. It Like you say, I know so many people are going to resonate with the grocery store and we have some big old grocery stores in the States and the lights, the fluorescent lights and the sounds and just being in the crowds, it's so overwhelming and stimulating. Yeah. I love the blasting music in the background. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. It's like, do we really need this? Do we need this? When we no. go into restaurants, I tell my husband, I'm like, nope, I can't do this. I will literally go in sometimes and sit at a table and, you know, they'll bring water. And I'm like, I can't do this. I know. Why are you playing music this loudly? And why is it so dark? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But I don't want to <laughs> yell when I'm at a restaurant either. Like, I – Right. So, yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's super annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what you said, right, having – the way you said it was so good. Can you say it again? Like having your antennas? What yeah. did you say? Sensory antennas a bit further out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. When you said that, I was like, yes. Yeah. I 
think that makes things incredibly hard, right? And it's like, I'm glad you gave those examples because I know people resonate with that. But also, you know, that other aspect of taking on a lot of people's emotions and feelings. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because like, what does that look like? (laughs) Like for me, especially at work, it's Mm. super challenging (laughs) because um, working in PR and like marketing overall, I think is a bit stressful and Mm -hmm. um, we're supposed to like, it's supposed to be fast paced and you're supposed to be hungry and all that. And that also comes with a lot of stress and um, overwhelm, even if you're not highly sensitive. And those um, energies we pick up on and take on, um, there's ways to like not pick up as much as uh, you can do, but um, and just take it to heart and <laughs> make it our own. And that piles up on everything else we're already experiencing and um, have to process and makes it super challenging to just like exist, <laughs> I think sometimes. Um, yeah. But sometimes when I walk into work, we have like before we have before we start our day, we have like a little meeting. Um, and I just go into that room and I can tell if someone's depressed or sad mm. or angry, or happy. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this now? <laughs> like trying to just like sort it out. And that also takes up a lot of your energy, just trying to figure out what to do with it because you know, it's not yours and it's still there and you need to like figure out yeah where to put it so to speak I don't know um but sometimes I if I know uh the person if I if I can tell like okay um this colleague colleague is sad I sometimes like not confront but like talk about it but mostly not because you have to pick your battles but you want to but it's not always your um thing to do but for me, it's mostly yeah. like work uh, related, I think, because then it's like so much more stress um, stuff involved in it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was, I've had similar <laughs> situations in workplace environments and even just in my day to day, I feel like even being around friends and different people, you know, you can very much sense things. And then I go into this like, oh gosh, this is uncomfortable and and how do I navigate this? And and I'm usually like, just get me out. (laughs) Um, But I'm curious, something I noticed from a very young age that I can now see very clearly was I always felt a lot like sadness, anger, feeling anxious, Mm. like all these very normal emotions, right? It felt like I would feel them 10 times more than the quote normal person. Like I would just feel very consumed by them and it made things really, really hard. And I think as I got older, right, I sort of had these stories about myself of who I've always been and like that there is something wrong with me because I couldn't just navigate things, you know, maybe more carefree and more easy than than other people. Did you have similar experiences with like emotions as a kid and you know, maybe going into your teenage years. I'm just curious. Yeah, I've always felt like I was the one who was, I cared much more than anyone else. Like I was always the one who was like, but how can you not react to this? Yeah. Like, why am I the only one? It's not that I'm a better person because I care more deeply. It's just that 
Like how yep. it's impossible to not know this. Like, can you not see this? <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. How can you not see it? Like, so I was always like confused of how my friends would just go on with their day if they, uh, if we saw something like happening. Maybe there was a crash like on the way to school or something. And I was like yeah. fully consumed with that all day. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what happened to, was there a kid in the car? Was there a mom? Okay. The mom mm. had probably has like her parents and like you go into the whole like just escalates in your brain and they were yeah. like oh they're probably frying the ambulance with there and I was like okay but <laughs> and just like dig deep and you get yeah. yeah so I was yeah, yeah I've always been like more yeah in tune it's like that. in tune I yeah, yeah it's it's the way I sort of have been able to see it and now explain it is like I've just been always very in tune mm with my body and my emotions and and it used to be really hard for me because I didn't have the tools. I didn't even know what the heck was going on. So it wasn't like that I could use any sort of tools to navigate it. So having the understanding now has helped incredibly. But I look back at all those years and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't have to be so hard. I know, um, but also like when I was a kid, I remember my dad got a job. He works at Volvo. Um, he got a job in Amsterdam and I got so, I don't remember, I was so sad. Like I was so, I don't know, probably because I was not like, I don't like change because <laughs> it was like yeah. too much. Yeah. Things that I didn't know. Um, but I remember that so strongly. I hide like a head under my bed for like a whole day and just cried because I didn't want to, yeah. because I felt like I was going to be alone. I have no friends. and like over thinking and all that so yeah ever since I was yeah. a kid it's been like that and like noticed all the details and stuff yeah I knew where everyone's yeah. socks were at preschool if they were gone like <laughs> things like that yeah um, yeah it's been you do you you pick up on much more detail I think yeah um than the average person so I'm curious would you say that highly sensitive people are more prone to anxiety um, I think we can be, um, like due to all the, uh, information we process and that kind of adds on to it, but it's not like, it's not a guarantee, uh, yeah. that if you're a highly sensitive person that you will experience anxiety. Um, but I think we are more prone to it because we have so much more to process and we feel more deeply and think yeah. more like than not think more that's sounds weird but um yeah I don't know yeah I think we yeah I think we are but it's not as I said yeah. a guarantee that we are either but um and I know it's hard because we don't always see um some of these things that bring more challenges to our lives as being good we typically just see them as being bad like this is I don't want to be this way it sucks that I'm this way it sucks that I you know feel so much. I'm curious. I know for myself, of course, but I would love to hear you share like what are some positives of being a highly sensitive person? Because I think there are so many. Like it's such a – it is a gift, although it's a, also challenging at the same time. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> but I think I always say that empathy, I think, um, mm. because it allows us to connect and understand our – like every relation we're in 
we can use our empathy. Um, and it will also lead to strong and like uh, meaningful relations. And uh, yeah, I think an understanding of others' perspectives. Um, so that's like my favorite thing. Because <laughs> um, I value like someone who listens for for real. I'm making quotes here. Um, <laughs> in a relationship and um, that are not like listening while thinking what they're going to answer or like ask next. Like you have to be present. And I yeah. think that's um, something that HSPs are really good at. Yeah. I think something that's really cool that I overlooked for a very long time, like I always saw myself as being an empathetic person um, and it's always sort of just been very natural for me. But something that when I learned this about myself being a highly sensitive person, I was like, oh, cool. I'm highly empathetic <laughs> to everyone, <Yeah. laughs> but just not myself. <laughs> and what if I used some of this, right, to be more empathetic to myself mm. and really used it to cultivate a healthier relationship with myself? And that has been so incredibly helpful for me to change that. To It doesn't need to just be an outward thing. Right. Like I don't need to just be empathetic to everyone and <laughs> all things around me. But when I am also that internally, that changed so much for me. Because we often forget to take care of ourselves because we prior prioritize everyone else and everyone else has to feel good. And the, yeah, I completely agree yeah. with you. It's a really good thing. Yeah, mm. it is such a good thing. And in what you said, right, having meaningful relationships, like all these things, they're so, so good. Um, I'm curious. I know there are a lot of misconceptions about being mm. a highly sensitive person. Can you talk through some of those? Yeah, the big one I think everyone probably has experienced is that it's a weakness. Mm. Um, of course, it comes with both like challenges and strengths, um, but um just that just because that we experience things differently and are more like in tune with our feelings and emotions doesn't make it as weak um right it's just yeah you often hear like don't be so sensitive can't you just take a joke and like it's all those negative Ugh. um i was almost gonna say a bad word but <laughs> no but it's all that i don't know it's bullshit can i say that I said it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. You said it and uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a weakness. Um, it's a like sensitive is a word that I think is just charged with negativity. Like, yeah. And it's okay to just throw it everywhere and in all negative situations. And we have to like, I think we have to take our power back, like take the word back. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think I, I of course, heard that as a kid, mm. like you're so sensitive. And even now, I mean, people listen yeah. to my podcast and they're probably thinking, yeah, Shannon, I know you're a highly sensitive <laughs> person because I cry like on a dime and it, I'm a very emotional person. But I used to see it as being something that wasn't good. Yeah. And now being able to really feel like it is a really good thing and it is a really powerful thing that I'm sensitive and I'm okay with it and it it allows me to be who I am and to to give to other people the way that I can and, and to myself. And, you know, I think this was the part for me that was really 
helpful was when I could start seeing like, yes, I am more sensitive to my emotions. I am more sensitive to my feelings and what's going on in my body, but it doesn't mean I need to create a story about it. It doesn't mean I need to say, oh gosh, you're feeling this and this is problematic and we need to do something about it. And just allowing myself to say, yeah, you feel a lot and that's okay. And like, this is how you're feeling right now and we're going to give you the space to actually feel it and not create stories and beat yourself up about it. No, no, I know. (laughs) We do that. We have done that for such a long time, I think. So yeah, it's time to change that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think, of course, people trying to navigate this, especially if they're like putting the pieces together and thinking, oh my gosh, Mm. this – you know, maybe I am a highly sensitive person and they can very easily recognize it or have known that they're a highly sensitive person, but they're like going to the grocery store is hard, like hanging out with people, like making friends, going to work, like everything is hard. Mm. Are there ways, are there things that we can do to make life a little bit easier being a highly sensitive person? Yeah, there are. But I think like the the biggest thing to do is to just get to know the trait like get to know the trait and get to know yourself so you know what you need in times when it's a bit a little bit more overwhelming and challenging but I was I want to say also to like just really make room for recharge like recharge time because if we don't do that and we do need more time like quiet time than other people you're definitely gonna be overwhelmed it's just a matter of time. So you have to, it doesn't matter if you do whatever suits you. It could be one hour or like five minutes, one minute here or there, whatever works for you, but as long as you do it. And it could be, I always say, tell the example of, for me, it's like walking into, walking in the forest or by the ocean just for my, by myself or listen to my favorite song. But my friend, he loves go-karting. So that fills his like, batteries up so it doesn't have to be this typical things so like mindfulness or yoga or breath work that's like trendy now <laughs> it's just whatever works for you that makes you feel like a bit more calm and at ease and refilled with the right type of energy yeah I, that's so good. I'm glad that you said that because not that's not everyone's go-to, right? I think we always think it has to be like recharge needs to be moments of zen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like for some people actually and, and for some highly sensitive people, they actually do – this is a tricky part for me. They do actually like the stimulation. Yeah. I do like a lot of forms of stimulation. Like I like to do adventurous and crazy things, but – it can also – so recharging for me can also look like doing some of those things yeah. that some people might be like, what the heck are you doing that for? <laughs> You're not highly sensitive. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but going in nature, yeah. hiking, like exercise, I mean, it's just so important. I think we love to overlook those simple basic things and just be like, that's not going to be helpful. But I know when I make time for that stuff every day, I have much more capacity, and especially being a mom, (laughs) I have much more capacity because you know, I'm sure you've experienced this, right? You become a a parent and now you're not just taking on everyone's emotions around you and people you don't even know. It's somebody that you are like so attached to and somebody that you care so deeply about. And my gosh, I mean, I – 
take on my daughter's emotions like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And so <laughs> I know for myself, like I need those moments where I recharge and take care of myself because otherwise, oh my gosh, it's so hard for me. Like you have parent. no patience if you don't do that. Like you're yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. And I you you can feel it. You know it. And and I will even say sometimes to my daughter, like, I am so sorry. Mama should have taken a break. Mm. I should have walked away and I didn't. And that's why I got a little bit frustrated or a little bit upset. And it's just it is tricky to navigate. And I think we tell ourselves those stories, right? Of it's not really gonna be that helpful or I don't have time. Mm. I don't have time to do that. And I I cringe right at those moments where I see the way I've acted and I know it's because I didn't take time for myself. And I'm like, why? Why do you do that? <laughs> I know. But that's when I love – like I have a little like life hacks that I use. So one of them Ooh. is um, <laughs> like adding a minute to the toy. Like if you go to the bathroom, like yeah. your bathroom break. That's like the yeah. best scrolling, whatever you want to do for like two minutes. If you're at a birthday party – Christmas, Easter, whatever. Like if you're just, yeah, yeah, you just need some extra minutes sometimes to your bathroom break. Um, yeah, or like eating lunch alone at work. That's not fully acceptable here in Sweden. I th mm. think you like probably think that you're weird if you sit alone. And like I, I'm like I've been talking to you all day. <laughs> right. Things. I don't want to talk to you. Like I love you, but I don't want to talk to you. I want to sit and watch like a TV show. Um, yeah. And just eat my lunch alone, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's similar here. You're encouraged, right? We, And it's hard because we are wired for connection, but it's like being a highly sensitive person, I know I cannot be around people all no. the time and it doesn't feel good for me and that's okay. Yeah. Like it does not make me weird no. that I like <laughs> a lot of alone time. <laughs> exactly. But like um, also noise-canceling headphones. My hubby mm. got that a few years back because he works with music. And I, when I tried them on, I was like, you're not getting these back. These are mine now. <laughs> <laughs> I use them so much. Even if it's just like I could be at home and they're downstairs and I'm still like it's quiet up here. But I just need to like really zone out. Then I use yeah. them. Yeah. Or like pretend. Yeah, it's I'm interesting. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always – I wear my headphones even when I'm home by myself. Yeah. And yeah, I bring my headphones to a lot of places. People probably see it in my videos. And for me, it's just – sometimes I don't even – I'm not even listening to anything. Nope. I just have headphones in and it sort of muffles the noise a little bit for me, which is very pleasant because I'll go like work from a coffee shop. But for me, it's – you know, you people are chatting and there's music and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's nope. not enjoyable. <laughs> I'm going on a train tomorrow and I'll bring uh, his headphones, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. 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 Well, I was going to ask you because we were talking earlier about going to the grocery store and how that can be incredibly overstimulating and overwhelming. Are there any – is there anything that you do like if you go to a grocery store that you'll do differently to make it a bit easier for you? I wait – I go to the store – at the times when I know there's only me and the like the old people. <laughs> so right. they're like slow, quiet, and I can just zigzag in between and like go to wherever I go, want to go in the store and like, yeah, mind my own business. Yeah. But that only works when you're um, on parental leave, I think. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, right, um, when you have that flexibility. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I know if I know it's really busy, like on Fridays after work, uh, when everyone's gonna, we have like taco Fridays, like an official thing in Sweden, and everyone gets to get their tacos in the grocery stores at Fridays. And I'm like, I can go get the ingredients if it's like before four in the afternoon. After four, my hubby's going. <laughs> yeah. So I just try to like navigate, yeah, by not going or going when there's not that much people. But if I'm there, yeah. I try to, even if it's like AirPods, they're not as good. I just try to have something in my ears that are like keeping the really high noises out. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. And I mean, Taco Friday sounds amazing. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> but I think this is a struggle for people who are also struggling right with anxiety and panic and these things that are really, really challenging because I think at times a lot of people will convince themselves like I have to go to the grocery store. Like I can't avoid, right? Mm -hmm. And we get a lot of this messaging of like you can't avoid your feelings. Like you have to face them. But it's also looking at like who am I as a person and what feels good for me and what doesn't. And I don't – even me now, like I'm recovered and I don't struggle with panic and agoraphobia anymore. But I don't want to go to a grocery store when it's super busy and crowded and I don't want to sit in a restaurant like we talked about when the music is blaring and I can't even see it. Like this is just part of who I am, right, and my personality and that's okay. Yeah. Just – Yeah. You have to do whatever works for you. Like, I think yeah. just – It's so easy to like tune in and listen to what everyone else thinks and feels and uh, their opinion. I'm still there and I'm working on it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's it's lifelong. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um just try to like I know what I need and at the end of the day I'm the one who's gonna like be with myself and how I'm being as a person and I wanna be proud of myself and my behavior. So that's why I'm gonna take care of myself. And I do this in XYZ. So something that I, I don't wanna <clears throat> not ask because I think this is we sort of talked about it briefly. I'm curious, do you have ways to navigate like not picking up on other people's energies? Like how do you not – is there a way to not do that? I think – I know. <laughs> I wish. Um, right. No, I think we're always going to do that as HSPs. But there are ways to um, like really taking care of yourself so you're in a good state of mind. I think it's big <laughs> – one big thing huge but yeah. also I try to I don't know if it just works for me but I always share it because it might work for, work for some, someone else as well but um I try to visualize like a shield in front of me that always that lets in positivity but the negativity like oh. bumps back um so when I know there's a lot of input and things that I need to process afterwards like a stressful day at work or uh, grocery store or if I'm going on the tram when it's uh, a lot of um, like in a rush um, I try to do that and sometimes when I have like hang out with certain friends <laughs> that I may, might not hang out with uh, anymore I should not hang out with them but um, I know there will be like negativity or like really a lot of like emotional dumping then I try to yep. do that waste like an hour before we um meet up I try to just like do some sort of visualization how do I, it's a hard yep. to pronounce <laughs> yeah yeah um, you did great do that um 
and I like visualize a shield. And I like first I feel my I I imagine myself like in a place where I feel really happy and calm. Um, and then I walk over to like a beam of white light that how do you say it? I see it like a, it goes through my body and like takes away all the negativity and moves it all the way down in the ground. And then I move yeah. to another bright light that's more like gold and shimmery and that fills me with energy and then the next one uh gives me the shield so I like um take away the bad energy fill up with positive and then like shut it down and like capsule it into my body um and that always makes me feel more like that I can stand a little bit of negativity and emotional draining things um yeah and also I think Every day when you wake up, try to, for me, it works to set a number on how you're feeling energy-wise. So if I'm at uh, 10 in like good energy, I know that when I come home, if I'm at a like two or zero, I know I've been taking on a lot of other people's negative uh, stuff. So just try to like do this um, energy check-ins. I think it's good to know. Yeah if you have been like drawn into other people's um, negativity or bad energy and try to less just refocus, go for a walk and like listen to your favorite song, mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Creating that awareness is huge. I love that. I love the shield concept. (laughs) I'm going to give that a go. Yeah. Uh, So Louise, this has been such a good conversation and I just love what you share. I love that you're, shedding light onto this topic and really helping people understand um, what it is to be a highly sensitive person. So if people want to find you and connect with you, where can they find you? I'm only at Instagram. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Keeping it simple. But um, highly sensitive underscore person on Instagram. So if you have any questions or just want to say hi, you can always send me a DM. Yeah, yeah, go check out Louise. Her page is incredibly helpful. And I've just loved this conversation. So thank you again, Louise. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.